2: Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, episode 33. 33. Close, close to your lucky number, you let me know today. One more down. And we have a podcast today that is very near and dear to both of our hearts. It is sports and beer and the confluence of both. So we are out at Bridgetown Beer House up on uh, off of Mississippi, North Mississippi, and we've got a beer in front of us. We've got the Champions League on the TV. roma Ajax. Ajax already up 1-0. Not Roma. You're already wrong. Sorry. Uh, Ajax and Real Madrid. There you go. Uh, I saw RMA
0: and was like, Roma, but no, I'm, I'm stupid.
2: Ajax is up 1-0 in the 18th minute at the moment, and that means it's tied to 2 on aggregate and Real Madrid still is going to win because they have two away goals. For all of you to understand soccer, it's really, really confusing. And uh, now, it's, now it's 2 nothing. <laughs> Ajax. That's awesome. And now it's a way more interesting series. Yeah. Okay, this is cool. This podcast is starting kind of fun already. Yeah, we're watching it. We just started it, and Ajax just scores. You know what? That's good luck for this podcast.
0: I hope so, because anytime Real Madrid goes down, I'm a happy camper. I think so. And, and I also, they're showing very attractive Dutch women,
2: and also, I'm also
0: a big fan of that.
2: I also like Ajax a lot. Cool. I played in the first time I ever played the FIFA video game. I played in the Netherlands, and uh, that means I like Ajax now. So it's a random random team that you like, but that's uh, that's what FIFA will do to you. You just pick random teams to play. Right. You're a Southampton fan. I am a Southampton fan. That's not because of FIFA though. Oh, okay. That's because when I started watching the Premier League, they were good, but they weren't one of the big teams, and I went. That's my that's my choice right well, there. When and they, now they're not good anymore. So
0: Yeah, when they get relegated, you can jump on this Liverpool wagon.
2: Uh, no, I'll just root for them in the championship. Thank you very ooh, much. Ooh, have fun. And also, they're not going to get relegated because they're not bad. Okay. all oh, right. They should have beaten Man U this weekend. That was a frustrating game if you watched that. Whatever you need. Uh, so you can find us on social media. I'm at Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at P D 85 on Instagram. You can find this podcast all over the place, uh, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher. Attending to the is where you can find the podcast every Thursday around 4 o'clock. Uh, did you have anything unique in your week of beer before we dive into the sports stuff?
0: Um, I'm trying to think. I'm fully recovered from OBAs, so that's I a big plus. I recovered fairly quickly. I was
2: pretty impressed. It took Thur- me a day.
0: Thursday was a rough day for me. Well, I had some beers on Wednesday to try to make myself feel
2: better. Hair of the dog.
0: Yeah, and I just felt really awful on Thursday. I was trying to cut a piece of paper with some scissors, and I had to ask somebody else to do it. That, what? For fear of hurting myself. That's <laughs>
2: extreme for two days later. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad.
0: And then I'm trying to think over the weekend. Um, no, not really. No, nothing I can think of. Yeah, nothing crazy. It's for kind me. of a normal weekend for we, me. Uh,
2: my wife and I are binge watching Game of Thrones right now.
0: I am doing the same to
2: catch up before the final season. Um, I you did, watched nine episodes this weekend, I, so
0: I did drink like three crowlers of Bazooka Face from Slabtown, mm. which is a session IPA. One of my favorite beers we do down
2: there. Three crowlers worth.
0: Crowlers, baby. So that well, over set- the weekend? No, oh, I in was a day. Say in one day, that's no, not no, sessionable no, no, anymore. No,
2: no, no. <laughs> then you're that's just a, going back to OBA standards out yeah, right well. there. Oh, that's only one, two, three, four, six pints of four point nine percent. That's not. Too bad. I was thinking in one day. Yeah. Back to back, to back, to back, to back, to back. Oh, okay. That's what I was imagining. No. You're not watching not. Game of Thrones and just downing, just downing. bazooka faces. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, nothing crazy in the week of beer for us, but let us know on social media if you had anything good that you want us to try or any places you want us to go to that we haven't gone to yet. And uh, if you have not been to Bridgetown Beer House before, it is a cool little spot right off of North Mississippi that I have now been to. This is my second time. I came here non podcast related with you and a buddy of yours to watch. The Indians lose to the Astros in the playoffs.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes.
2: I'm sure you blocked that out of your
0: memory. I did. I do forget that. I, it was probably my buddy Tyler. We were down here. We like to turn this into little mini Cleveland uh, when we when we come down and when the Indians are just, in the playoffs. Just two people. Yeah, just just the two of us. Well, during the World Series a couple years ago, we got we got a decent amount of people down here. Were this, they
2: actually Indians fans, or were they rooting for the Indians? They were rooting
0: for the Indians. Okay. Um. They they jumped on our team and then. Right as uh, Game 7 was ending in extra innings, all of a sudden the bar was filled with a bunch of fake Cubs fans. It was really, really (laughs) awesome.
2: (laughs) So to me, what better place to come for the Sports and Beer Podcast? Because my only experience here so far has been with sports. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie, a lot of the bottle shops around town, they don't have TVs with sports on. So yeah, this some is kind of, of a, this is a unique place, at least for me, from what I've experienced, that you can come watch your team play and have a great beer selection.
0: Well, I think one thing that is kind of interesting, not to open a can of worms here, is I think there's a lot time. I think it, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, uh, I mean, it's kind of contradictory, but it reminds me of like Timbers fans as well. Like beer fans, people in the craft beer business aren't huge sports fans. That's interesting. I've noticed that. I mean, some of us are like I come here to watch sports and drink beer because I know I'm surrounded by people that like that like beer and sports, but a lot of, like, craft beer drinkers, I find, aren't the biggest sports fans. Like, I find Timbers fans are diehard Timbers fans. They don't really care about anything else. It's kind of like that's where they get their sports fix, and they're kind of outside of it. To where you and I, we kind of watch everything.
2: Right. Well, let's start there, then. I've got a lot of stuff on the list for, for sports and beer today, but let's start there, because I I didn't really know that, and it's something that is a little strange to me why do you think it is that craft beer drinkers and hell employees I guess I don't know are not into sports that much I feel like the two worlds would combine very easy
0: yeah I'm not quite sure what it is it might be because and when I say people in beer I, th- I think I'm talking mostly like Brewers themselves and that's I don't know and that's still a lot of people yeah maybe something maybe it's something about like the craft and the way your brain works to create beer just doesn't coincide with sports it's a lot more logical based a lot more um what's what's the best way to describe it scientific yeah a lot more scientific to where sports is kind of you know who knows
2: what's going to happen it's it's left to interpretation a little bit more it's interesting though but there's also an art to it right it's kind of artistic creating beer isn't it yeah i would agree And, and i guess my comparison would be i i went to when i went to college my last two years i had i was in a six person suite and all five of my roommates did not like sports and all five of my roommates were in graphic design and video game design and other various artistic majors. And they just were like, yeah, we don't care. Sorry. I, like, try, had to go into my bedroom onto my tiny 17-inch TV when we had a 60-inch TV in the main room to go watch sports. Because they were like, yeah, we're not watching sports out here. <laughs> so, to me, it's an artistic thing. Like, if you if you have an artistic mind, I think maybe, and maybe that that is also the same as scientific mind. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Make you relate to sports in the same way? Yeah, it's interesting to me. I
0: got two two quick stories that I'll that I'll tell you about that. Like, and they're both kind of my beginning times at Breakside. I remember when I first started bartending at Decom, and I came in and you know, no, nah, I meant to do it non-arrogantly, and I don't think it came off that way. But I was just like, hey guys, so you know, being behind the bar, like I watch a ton of sports. Um, like I'm really into it so if like a, a, a guest or a customer ever has a question what time's this game on what channel is it on just ask there's a good chance I know they were like oh that's great that's great so like who's your favorite hockey team and I was like oh I don't really watch hockey that much and I'm pretty sure nobody talked to me for like two weeks because they're all diehard hockey fans oh. and don't <laughs> care about anything else and I was like oh no now nobody likes me and then fast forward <laughs> a little bit later I if get you down- ha- if
2: you got asked that now would you pick a team
0: uh, uh, I don't know what it'd be.
2: Vancouver? I don't know. Do you know what the Vancouver team is even called? Yeah, the Canucks. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were saying that as if you were like, I... Well, I mean, I just... I don't know. Hockey. Can I count, there's a
0: puck and a stick. Can and- I count the Winterhawks? Like, I'd root for them. Sure, if you want. Um, And then when I got down to Milwaukee, it was the same kind of thing. I was like, oh, do you guys like watch football, baseball, anything like that? And everybody's like, no, I don't really like sports. <laughs> like... <laughs> okay, all right, cool. So lots of times in the brewery I put on, like, bad movies on AMC instead of, like, a college basketball game between Creighton and Wichita State.
2: That I sucks. guess that's
0: not a bad basketball game. That'd that a sounds one. good one, yeah. But that sucks. Well, I mean, it's just kind of the walk of life, I guess, with some people. And I'm sure there's brewers and people in the industry out there that like sports, but I've come most of the ones that I come across, you know, they, they don't mind it. You know, they'll... You know, if, it's some, if they're at a bar and a Blazer
2: game's on or something, they're like, oh, cool, but I don't think they are, like, seeking it. Right, because both of us are, I mean, for lack of a better term, we're diehards mm-hmm. with many teams in many sports. I and mean, we have a team in basically every league. I, I, I do. Um, I, you know, Yankees baseball, Blazers for the NBA. I'm a doubles fan Devils fan in hockey. hockey. Broncos in the NFL, Syracuse for basketball, football, in college. Uh, Timbers for the MLS, Southampton for the Premier League, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, yep. So I'm a diehard in all these sports. I watch, I mean, there's levels of it, but I, I will watch all of my teams play if I get the chance. Yeah, and what
0: are we doing while we're watching our teams play? Oh, we're drinking beer. That's usually what I'm doing.
2: Yeah, 100%. So, all right, look at you. That was a good transition. Yeah. That hey. was, was that intentional? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I just thought of it. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> so let's go there next. The uh, The merger of sports and beer when you're watching sports. It's... It's kind of a weird thing because, to me at least, when I think of sports, I don't think of beer instantly. Mm-hmm. It's not something that instantly pops into my mind. But yet, if I'm sitting down and watching a game, I'll crack a beer open. Right. And I, I drink wine. I drink other liquors. But if it's watching sports, I'm drinking a beer. And I do feel like most people are in the same light as that. Right. What do you think it is? Because I have an answer, I think, but I'll ask you first. What do you think it is about the two... That make it just so easy to have them be combined for for viewers for fans
0: well, I would say for me personally, and it might grow to a bigger aspect, I think for me personally it's okay, my two favorite sports are baseball and soccer, okay, both of those games have a very different pace than say nfl n b a hockey I right. mean hockey's kind of similar to soccer, just on ice
2: well faster but
0: faster, but yeah, definitely faster, and so I think what I love about beer, and I think and I think it this it, still a, counts when it comes to NFL, NBA, and other stuff, is that the games are kind of casual. Like, they're continuous to an extent, you know, some sports have more commercial breaks than others, but there's no, like, real rush to get to the end of it, and I don't think there's usually a big rush to get to the end of beer. I think with, like, cocktails, you make a cocktail, and I'm not saying you're chugging it, but you have ice that's melting, all these other out, all these other factors that kind I think people tend to drink cocktails quicker than they do beer okay and although although wine I would say you drink maybe at the same pace of beer but I think beer is allowing you to kind of just drink with the action like you see something cool like 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 somebody took a shot and it hit the crossbar and you're like oh whoa that was crazy and then you settle down for a second and take a sip I don't know if that's it makes sense. if no, that's I, too out there. But. No, I
2: understand. It makes sense. I'm just trying to compare it to, to other things because you're right. Wine is kind of the same way mm-hmm. where you drink it slowly, you put it in a decanter, or you let it breathe in your, in your glass, and you take small sips, or else you're going to down a bottle in 30 minutes, and you don't right. want to do that. You don't want to do that. Because you spent way too much money on that bottle, most likely. Um, but you don't drink wine while watching sports, or at least people I know don't drink wine while watching sports. I think another thing, too, that I was thinking of in the back of my head is it's kind of stereotypical, but it's a guy thing, right? Beer, yeah. beer is a guy thing. Sports is a guy thing. Yeah, stereotypically, of course, anybody can can like it and, and whatever. But it's just a stereotype. I'm a guy, and I'm going to drink this beer when I watch my sports ball game. You know. Yeah. And I it,
0: crack these Steve Weisers and smash them over my
2: head. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go out and have a funnel of beer in halftime, yeah. and then I'm going to go high five with my bros and watch the game. You know, it's just it's stereotypes like, like but tailgating. Like exactly, tailgating
0: is a male dominant thing. Exactly. And yeah, who doesn't want to just crush beers?
2: But I mean, all stereotypes have some truth to them, Right. and I think this one, at least in my opinion, has a lot of truth to it. So I think that's part of it too. Is it's a guy thing? It's guys like to drink beer and watch sports. It's just kind of in our genes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and most of the sports that are put in front of us on a regular basis
0: are, you know, male oriented and male participated. True. You know, I mean. If, if they would show more, like, I'm really excited to watch the Women's World Cup coming up because they're actually going to show that on TV. Well, and the U.S. team is dominant. Yeah, well, but, I mean, it's not just that. It's, it's, you know, the only time I get to watch, like, women play sports is, you know, USA World Cup or tennis is really the only time that it's, like, televised easily to
2: get to. That's true. WNBA is on TV. I, that's true. But that's in the summer and I watch baseball. You're choosing baseball. Nah, I suppose
0: it's my favorite sport.
2: <laughs> so I, I just think it's interesting that they it, It's such an easy, an easy thing for for guys to do when they're watching sports is just crack a beer and watch the game. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of, I think, kind of part of your argument too is the pacing of it. You know, there's a big exciting play and then you take a sip of the beer. I think it also has to do with choosing what you're going to do in that day. Right. A lot of the times, and I'm thinking football season specifically here. Sundays, Sunday, you're the Lord's day. Watching, the, you're watching the NFL from 10 a.m. Pacific time, all the way until Sunday night football starts at five. Yeah, you know you can be, and if you're having cocktails, oh my god, oh yikes, you're going to be destroyed. Well, and then even wine. There's the ABV in exactly. wine, exactly. Like that's you what might I'm sip it like a beer, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it's easier to plan around the whole day and just kind of enjoy yourself and not get wasted and enjoy good drinks and watch all the sports that you want to do. You're right. It's a pacing thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's another part of it, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, some Sundays for me, there's like a EPO game on at 8. And then NFL you cracking, at 10. You cracking a beer at 8? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably oh, there's a, not. There's a probably. But I'm <laughs> probably not. Uh, well, I mean, sometimes, you know. Sometimes the, the nice people down at Bridgetown Beer House will let us come in and watch a game early, and, you know, we may, we may indulge mm. from time to time. But no, no, no. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, I get up for a little bit and, you know, watch some stuff, and then I jump in the shower at, like, halftime of that first game. And shower that's, beer. And that's the shower beer, yeah. and then it's game on for the rest of the day. Well, plus, because you go places, you know, not all of us have fancy cable packages and stuff like that. So, you know, like one of, one of my best friends, he's a diehard Miami Dolphins fan, that sucks and
2: <laughs> and so to
0: watch a lot of dolphins games you know he'll go down to one of the like one of the restaurant bars uh, in downtown vancouver because they have like a really great brunch and he can watch his game on tv and we go in there and i mean i mean do you sit at the bar and not have a drink no oh, so i'll start off with a beer i also think beer is easier to like get into in the morning as your first drink of the day.
2: Unless you're cracking like a mimosa or something.
0: Yeah, I can see the mimosa, but that's kind of it. Like, ugh, just woke up. Oh, a double gin and tonic, please. <laughs> <laughs> you're just kind of
2: like, that's okay, dude. That's when he. know you, you have, have a problem. A problem. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I think the other thing, too, is sports and beer, and I wrote this as the top of my list, and we just didn't get to it first, that I think is really big and I think is a, it's almost like a subconscious advertising thing mm-hmm. is sports and beer in terms of sponsorships mm. for leagues, for teams, for stadiums, for commercials during sports. It's constantly there. Yeah. And it, it, it ties back to the whole stereotype thing of guys like beer, guys like sports, because it's true. But when you're watching and just first example that pops in my mind, you're at Coors Field, Denver, Colorado for the Rockies game. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, cores right there bush and stadium bush stadium in st louis and, louis, and the anheuser
0: busch family owns the st louis cardinals 100 percent.
2: i mean it's everywhere and it, the tie of beer and sports goes to such a high level that i'm not sure that's ever going to change because you'll see more cores budweiser miller commercials than anything else probably triple when you're watching a sports game because they're all they've all bought ad space during those games oh yeah and it it it's just flooding you when
0: you're watching the game. One, one thing that really pissed me off in the NFL season this year was all those Bud Light commercials, all the dilly-dilly stuff mm-hmm. that's just taking massive shots at craft beer, and I was just getting so angry that I was like, I'm not watching NFL. Because of that. <laughs> well, but, but, I mean, it was a huge campaign, and it was massively successful for it, them. It was a huge campaign. <laughs> and, but, and and not just a huge campaign, but it was successful. I mean, how many people walk around, they're like, dilly-dilly. It was a great campaign. Yeah, it was. they were excellently crafted, and they were hilarious, but, yeah, they're just taking a direct shot at me, so I was like, hey, F you, dude.
2: The funny thing to me, too, about that on a slight side note, and I'm sure we'll get to that, we still haven't tackled our big beer podcast yet, because I know Patrick's going to get very, very angry in that podcast, Um, is that they own craft breweries, Mm -hmm. they bought craft breweries, and then they poke fun at craft breweries in their commercials, and it's like, I understand why you're doing that, because the consumer you're going for isn't looking for craft beer, but you're also... Essing on your own competition but your own company. But
0: I also wonder, back to kind of the topic we were talking about at the very beginning of this, if craft beer drinkers on a whole aren't big sports fans, then those craft beer drinkers aren't going to see those commercials and see the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for, the contradictory Hmm. message that they're sending. But the average consumer, you know, just Billy Bob down the street who loves his NFL and his NASCAR is just going to, drink Bud Light and be like, yeah, those guys are losers and not think anything of it.
2: Well, I think also if you want to narrow this down to craft beer, though, in terms of big, big sponsorships and stuff like that is I think about the Timbers and I think about Widmer mm-hmm. and how, you know, you've got the huge Hefeweizen yellow banner on the back of the Timber State or yep. Providence Park. And when you go in, and at least in this city specifically, and I think it's probably similar in other big craft beer hubs like Seattle or Denver or Minneapolis maybe uh, or San Diego, that you can go find – craft beer at the games now too you're Mm -hmm. not just buying big beer you can go find these tents all over the place that have five six seven different types of beer on tap that kind of it's it's another avenue for craft beer to get out there for people who might not be drinking it as much because if craft beer drinkers don't like sports maybe sports fans don't like craft beer as much if we're going to go with the opposite hypothesis
0: yeah there i mean there's just some examples of what i've run into is you know at at safeco or whatever it's called now, T-Mobile T-Mobile Park. T-Mobile Park, That's super weird. lame. Um, so at Safeco in Seattle, as I will call it that forever, uh, I know where you can get Bodis off of from Georgetown, and it's usually it's usually at the foul pole in left field, and I usually go to watch Indians games, so I sit uh, on the third base sideline, so I can you know see my team and I get a better shot at Frankie Lindor, and so it's not that far to get to, but a better I'm, shot at what like. To watch his cute face him? and his cute butt. Those baseball pants are tight. <laughs> um, but I but I know, but I, I have to go to a certain place to get that craft beer, and that's in Seattle. Timber Stadium, Providence Park, there's Axe and Rose and the Double Post. Everywhere else is Widmer, but mm. Axe and Rose and Double Post, they have like a craft selection, whether it's Culmination, Base Camp, Migration, Frame. you know, a bunch of different different options you have there. But there's only two spots. So you like have to go out of your way to get there. Even it, even it at uh, AT and T in San Francisco. I was drinking like Anchor Steam Loggers all day, but. I had to go to a certain spot right. to get them.
2: So you go to the stadium early. You scope it out. Yep. You find out where the, uh, the good beer stands are. Yep. You probably get a beer then and mm-hmm. wander around the stadium because you're there two hours early anyway. Right. And then, uh, yeah, then you know where to go when, when you find a break in the action.
0: Yep. So then when it's, you know, like as a, as a staunch Timbers guy that goes down there a lot, I know, I know when I get in, it's like, okay, guys, we're heading directly to, to Axe and Rose. we got to get to Axe and Rose. The line's probably nuts already. Let's go, let's go, let's go because that's the only spot even right. though you walk by 60 people being like be here be
2: here but at least at least here in this city that's that will still be Widmer right yeah. versus getting big or beer. at the Moda it's for Blazer games it's Widmer or Ten Barrel right exactly um, so those are kind of all the the broad ways to look at sports and beer combined but there's also a couple of narrow ones too that I wrote down the first of which is something that you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and that was uh, Super Bowl parties. Mm. We went to the Super Bowl party together this year. My wife is out of town, and uh, we went up to Vancouver. And you were responsible for beer, and people got very mad at you because you didn't bring kegs. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, that's another one, too, where it's, again, another congregation, although on a much smaller scale, around sports. And... That is a congregation that is a lot larger scale than just generic guy watching sports, right? Mm-hmm. You've got families. You've got kids. You've got the wives are there. Some of them might be into it. Some of them might just be there for the party and talk to friends. You've uh, got the food aspect, commercials aspect. Exactly. It's a, whole, it's a whole to-do to watch the Super Bowl, but yet we still choose beer, mm-hmm. right? I have not been to a Super Bowl party that I can remember that chose wine or cocktails over beer.
0: Well, and the Super Bowl party, you know, and this might coincide with, like, tailgates – it's some of the few times I actually drink, like, domestic crappy beer. Really? Because I think it's a drinking event. So you're trying
2: to go with the lower ABV? Well, or? no, I think we just end
0: up playing, like, drinking games and stuff, and someone's just like, oh, yeah, hey, I got a rack of Coors or, you know, a rack of High Life or something, and let's use these.
2: What was that game your friends called you played?
0: Uh, well, I'm a co-creator of that game. It's
2: called Seven. Oh, that was the simplest game of all time. Simplest oh. game of all time. It's awesome. Would you like to describe it to the people? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you you (laughs) put the
0: cards all around a beer and then – Playing cards. Playing cards all around a beer, kind of like a King's Cup type thing. But there's really only – there's like one rule and three bylaws. If you draw a seven, you win and you chug the beer. The bylaws are winner goes first. When you're in, you're in.
2: When you're in, you're in?
0: Like you can't like draw a seven and then chug that beer and be like, oh, I can't play anymore. I'm done. Or if you have it, you're your halfway through the game. your did that at the party. Oh, no, and we sh- we'll shame him forever.
2: <laughs> you can't do that. That's against the rule. It was the – I never won. I never won. But it was the simplest, quickest way at halftime to do a drinking game. <laughs> yeah, I played a game the other night and won all four. Wow.
0: Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was My like, favorite part is – It was like, like, like right before we went to bed, everyone was like, let's
2: get a quick game of sevens in. I was like, I'm in. Drew a seven. I was like, nice, on the board. Drew another seven. I was like, ooh, twofer. My favorite part Drew. about this is that – you guys all have to be incredibly positive when you win. Yeah. <laughs> even though you're chugging Coors Light after that, or whatever the, the case may be. <laughs> Point of drinking games is to drink beer. Last time I checked. Yes, my fourth in a row. <laughs> Woo. That doesn't happen, dude. I don't have the burps right now or anything. What are you talking about? I'll I chug went, another one. Then I
0: went straight to bed after that because everyone was like, all right, guys, thanks for coming. And I was like, hey, man, can I sleep here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, can't. I just chug four Coors I Lights. so drive now. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, so Super Bowl parties, it's the same thing, just on a smaller scale, but I also mm-hmm. think you get to have a lot better beer than you do at stadiums because people are selective and they choose mm-hmm. what their favorites are and you're not kind of up to the luck of the draw of what you can get at a stadium, which I think is really helpful. Plus, it's a way where you can kind of teach other people about good beer. It's a—it's another place to introduce people to beer that they might not have had before yeah. or styles that they might not have had before. and. I think people are more willing to try at a Super Bowl party. They're like, oh, yeah, we're here for five hours. Sure, why not? Let's I, do it.
0: I also think there's something cool about, like, with beer these days in this town is, you know, if you do get to a fancy moment, you know, or a special moment, like, say it's the extra innings in Game 7 of the World Series and your team's in it, you can be like, hey, um, you guys want to crack this 2016-year-old Dark Star Spice Wars with me right now because I, we could be winning a title right now, and we need something to celebrate with, and we have this fancy barrel-aged, cellar-aged beer to to celebrate with, as opposed to like champagne or something. Like we have those options.
2: That's true. Although I think that might be a little bit. Is that more just me? Well, I don't know if it's just you, but I think that's a little bit more uh, unique in that situation because I remember a very specific story of. A couple of years ago when Syracuse made the final four, mm. uh, I took shots out of Correctly s- picked out of my Syracuse uh, shot glasses. Heck yeah, you do. So that was not a beer-related thing. I, I told my wife, I'm like, if Syracuse wins this game, and gets to the final four, we're taking shots. And we went over to the kitchen and took some shots. Well, and that was not a beer-related thing. I had had beer during the game, but no, that was a, this is, that to me was like, I need to drink this right now. It was a little different. When I'm watching Wazoo games, I have a koozie. And what does, fits in that koozie? Beer. Yes. There you go. You have a wazoo koozie. Yep. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, and mine is the Syracuse shop, Right, 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 right. It's right. the thing that's related to your team. Final thing before we move on to our interview portion of the podcast, styles that tend to be popular when watching sports. You kind of alluded to it already, but sessionable stuff, I mm-hmm. think, is, although probably not what I would choose because I like big, bold beers and... If I'm not driving, I don't care. But right. uh, generally, it's sessionable, easy drinking pales, lagers, maybe some IPAs in there as well because we're in the Sierra northwest. Nevada pale ale. Whoa. Uh, yeah, there you go. High five on that one. Um, Got it. The uh, it, it's, it tends to me, at least in my opinion, a lot of easier drinking beers because mm-hmm. again, it's about the pacing of it all. Right? Mm-hmm. I think I think when I first when I first
0: started like drinking some craft beer at some sporting events, mead some Mirror all the time. If it was like a Super Bowl party and my parents, you know, were like, hey, we're going to your aunt and uncle's for the Super Bowl. Do you want to come this year? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then you show up and there's a cooler full of miripon and domestic crappy beer. But that's the cool thing. We talk about this all the time with approachability is there are now craft beers that you can suffice for those. Sure, they got a little more ABV, but I'd rather drink a dad beer from
2: Berlick than, mm-hmm. you know, a Coors Light. I do think we're seeing a lot more options in that realm. I mean, for a, the longest time, and again, this was before I kind of started getting into craft beer more like I have with this podcast, but you get, you know, full-sale sessions. Mm-hmm. You, you get those, the little, the little uh, I don't know what type of bottles those are called. The little, oh, the little s- stubbies? The stub bottles, yeah. yeah. You get those kind of parties like that, and you're right, the Maripon Pails were there, stuff like that, so...
0: And now you can go get a twenty-four rack of Freedom Logger at culmination
2: and shotgun them. I've done that before. I've witnessed it. I have taken a video of you shotgunning a Freedom Logger. I
0: still have that video.
2: <laughs> it's probably on my Instagram page. It's a pretty funny video. I don't too.
0: like to. I don't like to post stuff like that on my social media, but uh, I will post a picture of or a video of me and Conrad shotgunning a, a Freedom Logger.
2: I think my final thought on all this is, even though we we spent. 30 minutes just talking about this right now or almost 30 minutes. It's very much a at least to me a natural relationship between beer and sports. Mm-hmm. I mean it feels can, very organic. Right, you can you can say anything you want about it. You can break down as much as you want like we just did, but it's just something that I do personally. And I think a lot of people are the same way. I think about on Sundays during football season, I'll, I'll I've talked about this before, but I'll go to new seasons and I'll try a bunch of different beers because they've got a decent selection there and then throughout football Sunday Just drinking those beers, and it's just it's a it's a nice way to spend a Sunday where you're watching a sport that you love and you're following your fantasy team or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is, and then you're trying good beer. Hopefully,
0: well, I I have a really good friend of mine asked me, you know, what's what's on the uh, what's on the agenda for the podcast this week? And I was like, oh, we're gonna do beer and sports and the relationship. Like, why do we drink beer? when we watch sports, and her response was like, duh, is there really much to talk about with that? And I just kind of laughed because I was like, well, there's there's, there's a bigger, grander variety to it in terms of why we do this and how it got started. And,
2: and there's stories to tell. Like, yeah. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, it's just kind of that, like you said, it's that natural relationship. And I think, I think a lot of times, I mean, we talk on this show all the time, we're basically pleading to people and trying to convince people why craft beer is great. Right. Would you Would you agree? We're talking like constantly about yeah, uh, approachable it. beers yeah. and get into something that you may not have liked to where beer connected to sports never had that. You never had to convince someone to drink beer when they watched sports. Right, it was just a natural. It just kind of naturally happened. And right. that's I think, is what's special about this.
2: All right, well, there is the, uh, the segment portion of the podcast. Let us know, again, social media, anything you think about this topic, what kind of beers you drink during sports, why you think they work so well together, or if it's just a really easy answer for you and you think we're idiots for spending so much time on it and uh, let us know at mike lynch 27 on twitter at pdd085 on instagram coming up next we got our interview portion here dave flores owner operator of bridgetown beer house is going to sit in with us and talk about his experiences of running this place and the sports that, that go in here and the people who come and the beers that they drink and the atmosphere it creates so that's coming up next here on beers and us with mike lynch and patrick harris interview portion time of the podcast sports and beer podcast today we are joined by Dave Flores who's the owner operator here at Bridgetown Beer House thanks so much for joining us today Dave yeah thanks for having me so I'm going to start super light and not super detailed but you guys play sports we just talked about the teams that at least I like and we all know Patrick's teams from throughout Mm -hmm. the podcast who do you support what teams are you you rooting for well obviously I support the Blazers Um, I grew up Kind of splitting my time
1: between Phoenix and Portland, so I grew up a big Suns fan, which is not a great thing to be right now. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the Blazers.
0: But you had the, you had good times with <laughs> the Suns, yeah, yeah, Barkley, Marley, Dan like, Marley, yeah, one of my Thunder favorite players. Yeah, yeah, it was great. The I mayor, mean, Kevin
1: Johnson. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Like we would, I was big into it. The whole city got behind it. It was a great time to be a, a Suns fan down there. But uh yeah, I support the Blazers. Um, my wife's from Chicago, and we have an eight-year-old, and he's kind of really into – he loves all the Chicago teams, so I've kind of morphed into a Chicago fan by proxy. But, mm. you know, I enjoy – Did you choose the Cubs or the White Sox? Uh, I choose the Cubs because the whole – Because they're good. Yeah, well, I don't think that my – you know, the family out there would probably disown me if I – you know, you, you kind of choose a side in Chicago. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah.
0: I'm kind of glad we don't have to do that here. Choose a side. Yeah, like you kind of had to do that, right? You chose Yanks over Mets. I had to do that in every sport,
2: basically. Oh yeah, that's because true. there's like nine teams Islanders, in, in Rangers, but Devils. Devils.
0: But you're going to take Devils, though. Well, yeah, from I was a
2: Devils and Nets fan growing up because they were both Jersey, and then the Nets left, and even though they just went to Brooklyn, they still left where I, I grew up. So it was kind of a a free get out of jail free card because they were god awful <laughs> when they moved to Brooklyn. So I was, and I moved out here, and I started to fall in love with the Blazers. So. I mean, that might be a sad thing because uh, a lot of Blazers fans are not very happy people. Blazers, But, <laughs> <Gozers>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I am. I have, I have become a Blazers fan. Uh, so to start, we, we talked about this in the beginning segment, but in a lot of bottle shops that I've gone to around town, it doesn't seem like sports are a big focal point for them. There's games on. I don't really see them on the TV. The, there right. might be one TV in the corner, and it's always off. Or it's like only
0: Blazer games. Right, right. Or
2: Timbers games. Or Timbers, yeah, Timbers games, yeah. Timbers is definitely a – was it a conscious choice for you to put TV or sports on TV here, or was it just because you like sports and it was like, hey, I'm going to put sports on the TV because I'm here?
1: Well, in some ways, I, inhe- I inherited it. It was something you know that had always been going on, and when I took over, it was something I wanted to keep going. But it's it's because I like sports, and I think it's a good way. It creates a good atmosphere. I mean, people get to riff with each other. They get to you know, people get to know each other through sports. And there's people from all different backgrounds from all over the. You know, all over the country, all over the world, and they can uh, they can come here and watch their team, or they can watch the hometown team. And I think for that, you know, I think a lot of good friendships are made over watching sports. I mean, I don't know that we're gonna we're gonna get to know each other that well by watching, like, Titanic over here or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Although you might get pretty emotional at the end right, and hug, yeah. hug your neighbor at the bar. It's true. It could get weird.
2: <laughs>
0: no, but that's a, good, that's a good point, though, I think, because you can, you know, like, say, say you're a Suns fan and I'm a Blazer fan and Blazers are playing Suns and you came in because you knew that game would be on TV. We can kind of – I can pick your brain. It's like, okay, I don't really like the Suns. I don't really watch them. Why should I, you know, or why are you a fan? And then you're like, oh, well, I grew up there, and you kind of learn. Yeah, I like that. You learn about their past, and then you see him the next time, and then all of a sudden you're friends. I mean, I, um, any anyone that comes in this place that I would call a friend, I mean, I would say a lot of it is, you know, has to do with just – BSing about sports like Miguel sitting here down next to me and I know he's a diehard Red Sox fan and I like to poke fun of him for being a Red Sox fan and he pokes fun of me for being an Indians fan mm. and then that well, I'm not sure that's, there'd be a lot of poking fun between
2: the two of us that,
0: that's that's years ago <laughs> and now and now you know I mean, when he, now when he <laughs> comes in you know it's like hey what's up and we're talking work we're talking you know personal life stuff like
2: that and you know now we're friends right have, has there been any sort of crazy stories that you of, like, rival people here during a, cr- a really important game just going at it? Uh, Miguel had a <laughs> – <had a thing. laughs> Some people from Philly. It
1: was one of the few times where some people were asked to leave the bar because they just couldn't handle uh, having someone here that was a Red Sox fan. Really? Yeah.
2: It was just, like, constant – Just badgering. Bad yeah. I mean,
1: it was like, let's take this outside, like – Let's do this. Oh, Philly fans. Not, yeah.
2: not fitting that Philly stereotype uh, or not doing them any justice, I should say. Fitting the stereotype well. Yeah,
1: and this just isn't that type of place. But, you know, I, we forget about it. We we take it for granted here in Portland. We all get along pretty well. But every once in a while, I've had some other, like, Dodge, when the Dodgers were playing, there was this one guy who was kind of, yeah. But, I mean, that was the only time where people actually physically had to leave.
0: I had a really cool moment on the opposite side of that here once in in terms of relationships. There's... There's a guy here from Chicago. His name's Jimmy. Yeah, You know Jimmy. And we're watching Game 7 of the World Series. He's a big Cubs fan, Cubs-Indians, extra innings. And like I said, we were here with this little kind of like mini-tribe sort of fan base, and he was the only Cubs fan in the bar. But as the game progressed, people saw the scores, started coming in off the streets. You know, all these fake Cubs fans started showing up. They were pissing off Jimmy. Jimmy was mad. He was like, you guys are a bunch of fake fans. This is stupid. And then... All of a sudden the Cubs win and I look over at Jimmy and he's just sobbing. And I walked over to him and I gave him a hug and he cried on my shoulder for a good like 2 minutes. Wow. And that was a very like special moment for me so that I can remember that even though my sports and beer. Yeah, even right. though my team <laughs> even though my team lost and I had been drinking that one of the things I remember the most from game 7 that my team lost was the tears of joy on my shoulder from jimmy that was a super rad moment do
2: you have any stories like that that you remember of just like really positive stuff i just started negative because i know rivalries are rivalries but any anything really positive like like patrick's story there that you've witnessed or a lot of things like that i think
1: in general it's mostly positive i don't have anything like i can offhand say but i think you know i think everyone's um everyone's gets along pretty well here and i mean you know Outside of here, I remember th- when the Cubs won that, like my wife's grandfather died like two months after that. And it was kind of a cool uh, thing to like that. He lived his whole life and never saw the Cubs win the World Series till like the last two months of his life. So I don't know. Sports bring a lot of people together. I think it's a good thing to have here. And I think, you know, it, it's kind of 50 50. Some people like sports, some people want other stuff. And that's why I have two TVs. It's mm-hmm. like we'll always watch sports and most of the time both of them will have sports on. So. But other times, you know, we'll have other stuff. But Yeah,
0: great example. The other night I was down here, we caught the end of the uh, uh, Raptors-Blazer game.
1: Great that, game. Was a,
0: that was a really good game. Yeah. And Kawhi hit that shot. And even though the Blazers lost, there were people walking around going, I'll tell you what, we just lost that game, but I'm okay with that loss. And, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, because of this, because of this. You know, people are like high-fiving each other, and our team just lost.
2: I was saying that. The we all have of,
0: pints in our hand.
2: Out of all of the wins – in the, in the stretch, the Blazers have played well recently of the time this podcast has dropped. That was the most impressive, and it was a loss because yeah. they were down by 16, and they came back, and they had a chance to win the game, and it was something were, that the Blazers don't normally do. And
1: those were the conversations we were all having. The Raptors had been killing it. Like, the, Yeah, I mean, that, the way they manhandled the Celtics,
2: I, was, I wasn't surprised. Oh, yeah, and their defense was good in that game too. Um do you get a big portion of people that come in for specific sporting events? Because Patrick alluded to that people were seeing the score and coming in to watch. Right. But do, do people fill the bar for Timbers games or MMA fights or whatever it is that you might put on the TV? Or is it, or is it more organic like that? Like, oh, hey, look, the game's on. Let me go stop in here.
1: I think it's mostly organic, but, you know, the big games, people know we have a TV and they're going to come in and uh, it's just going to happen. You know, like if it's a the bigger the game, the more people we see off the street. Um, I don't really necessarily advertise it, although we did have like a Super Bowl party and that definitely got some people in here. But did a little love on the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, definitely for stuff like that. But I think, uh, you know, yeah, the World Cup was great. You know, that was one of the best things ever is coming in here and bartending and seeing people from all different countries here. Oh, like, that was like, nuts. You're like, I, I don't even hardly, you know, it's like, oh, there's actual fans from every single team around yeah, the there, world. There was like mini Colombia. There was like six people in here who all like from
0: Colombia descent. Awful. Either they're from there or their parents are from there. And We were watching Columbia games. They were getting rowdy. It's like 10 in the morning, and they're getting rowdy.
1: Yeah, they were here the other day too. Those same people yeah. came back for like another event. So they get you know, building a family, you know.
2: There you go. That's cool. So – you were sitting here listening to the first segment of the podcast before you brought you on. In your opinion, answer the question that we posed, why do you think sports and beer go so well together to you?
1: Um, I think in Portland, it's a weird city because we're not, you know, like you said, there's not a huge push on sports. We have a lot of big sports fans, but we don't have a lot of sports teams, so we're not necessarily, you know, a sports city. But I think, you know, one thing we do have is we have craft beer and that's like a hometown thing and sports are kind of a hometown thing so people get behind that and the one thing that people when they move here we also have a lot of transplants and they miss they miss their home teams and i feel like you know they want to come here they want to drink beer and they want to watch their home team and they want to maybe even drink beer from where they used to be from and uh it kind of reminds them of that and to get to know like you know the teams that are out here and and the beer that's out here i think That's the biggest thing I see the connection is beer and sports are are both very very local, at least in the craft beer sense.
2: I do think that it's a little bit of a unique situation in this city too because of the craft beer scene. And I mentioned in the first segment, you know, sure, Seattle, Denver, some other places, San Diego would have really good situations like this too. But it, it reaches a different level in Portland because there's so many options. Right and you have a beer for everybody, and because you're a bottle shop, too, you can go into the many fridges here and pick whatever you want if you don't like anything on tap. You, you've got choices. You're not stuck drinking yeah. a certain beer. Right. You're, I, you're I def- free to choose.
1: I'm definitely in a niche situation because, like you mentioned, there's huge corporate sponsorship that's pushing big beer, and the stadiums are, you know, are sponsored by these companies. But you know, in Portland, that we just work with what we're given, and I think it works pretty well. Also, I think you know sports and beer is one of those things where you can be as into sports as you n- want to be, or as casual with sports as you want to be, and you can still have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with beer. You can just walk in and say, "I want IPA," or you can be the guy who knows like every hot bill. You can know every brewery. You can get into every single thing about it. Both <coughs> of you guys Patrick. are gonna, both <laughs> of you guys are gonna have a good time about it. Yeah. And it's like you can learn as much as you want about it, and I, I think there's a balance to that. I mean, obviously. There's not everyone's going to be like Patrick, who's totally into both of them. And not you know, everyone's going to be a little bit more into one or the other. But I think it feeds pretty well. I think it, it the, addic- or, <laughs> the addiction or addiction the uh, <laughs> the hobby goes well together. You know, when I you mean, it,
2: you could call it an addiction for some people for sports at least. Sports and even drinking, but that's another whole story. Right, yeah, right. That, that's that, a, that's they a have, different thing. They have a different meaning for that. <laughs> <laughs> but.
0: I got nothing. Oh, okay. sorry. I was watching the game.
2: Well, <laughs> we got distracted. I, I was done too. That's yeah. why I was shooting it to you. Well, Dave Flores, thank you so much for sitting in with us. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And
2: thank you for letting us be here and do the podcast.
0: Anytime. Um, as always, um, we got Beer of the Week coming up. If you're interested, sitting in. Sure. We do
2: tastings. We kind of test our palate. I think I know
0: which beer I want to do.
2: Oh, I, I've already seen it. Yeah. Bud yeah. Light? No. <laughs> uh <Ron-Yay>, duh. <laughs> hey, no,
0: it's Champions League. We got to do Heineken.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Uh no, 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 no. Two we've got We've got a better Beer of the Week next. All this right. is Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time here on Beers, and uh-huh. Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Dave is joining us for the Beer of the Week as we normally do when we have a guest. And today... Patrick, I will let you tell us what we chose because you were the one who chose it.
0: Yeah, we chose EGA IPA from Grains of Wrath. I was going to go out to Grains on Friday. They just did. Uh, they just released this in cans, and so I was going to go out and grab some, but some things came up. I had to stay late, and I didn't get the chance to get out there. So I saw it on the shelf here at Bridgetown, and so I grabbed it. Uh, Grains of Wrath, if you remember from our second podcast, we did a style on West Coast IPA. We went out to Grains of Wrath, interviewed Mike Hunsaker out there. Great dude. Old friend of mine, loved the guy to death, and uh, I think one of the one of the better beer makers in town. Um, EGA stands for Eagle Globe and Anchor, so it's kind of an homage uh, to the Marines. Uh, Mike's dad was a Marine, and this is kind of his little like, "Love you, Dad. Love you, Pops." He had a really sweet post the other day on uh, on social meds about uh, how proud he was to release this can, kind of in honor of his old man.
2: So I just took my first sip of the beer, and I'm excited about this one because ever since we went there and I've tried more Grains of Rath beer, they've all been spectacular. I
0: know. I think this brewery is just killing it.
2: And uh, I just took the first sip, and it is really good. And it's, I feel like I can taste every fruit that he lists on the can that's in this beer. Mm. Because on the side of the can, it says, um, Pine, Melon, Papaya, and Soft Tropical Fruit. I taste the papaya, I taste the melon, I taste the tropical, and I taste the pine. All, all separately, all at the same time. A lot of the times when you get these IPAs and you get this large list of this is what you'll taste and this is what you'll smell, Yeah, you'll get one of those and then maybe you sip again you get something else. On the first sip, the smell, first of all, the nose of it was all pine. I got pine and it's a little citrusy right away. And then as I went through, I got the papaya and all those fruit flavors that he described in the can. So the description is right on. <laughs> Dave?
1: You had a chance. Yeah, um, I think it's great. I mean, like you said, you get the pine is like my favorite part of it. I think that's one big and up we big We've lost that on a lot of the beers these days, and I think bringing a little bit of it back does does wonders for it. And with he does all those, the
2: classic West Coast IPA well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know anyone that's doing West Coast IPAs better than Michael Hunsacker right now, and I mean, you can quote me on that.
2: Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I like that. I think you're naturally quoted because you're in the podcast <laughs> right, already. <exactly>. No, but <laughs> like, I like that he's putting his money down yeah. on that. Done. No, I
1: yeah. There's not much to say. I have uh, all their beers have been great, and yeah, it's uh, yeah.
0: I've we've been pretty lucky to drink a bunch of grains of Wrath beer down here at Bridgetown. Like Dave's done a pretty good job of. Any time he's able to get a keg, he'll snag a keg, and we've had some really great stuff from them. One thing that I really like that I taste from this beer, despite you know its color and its huge hop burst to it, is I I get the malt profile in it. I don't know exactly what I'm tasting it, but it's giving it it's giving it some body. That despite it being like clear, like super clear, really clean beer and light in color, it's got some backbone to it. Right. Which makes sense given Mike's history in the Midwest. So it's almost like a Midwest meets a West Coast IPA. It's very much still West Coast. Right. But you can, I don't know if, I would like to think, no, I'm I'm lying. I would not think this, but knowing Mike's history, I can see the American IPA in him making a West Coast IPA.
2: Right. I, I I didn't notice it on the first sip, but now that you're saying it, it is a very hoppy beer, but it doesn't have that super bitter back-end flavor, yeah. which I think is what you're saying is the malt's coming in at the back-end, right? Yeah, giving, a little,
0: giving it a little uh, residual sweetness.
2: Well, that's a great beer. EG this is IGA, great. It's in cans, I guess, now, multiple locations. I'm yep. sure you can get it out in Canvas as well, but I just... I'm really digging grains of wrath right now. And thank you for introducing them to me because it's a place that I, if I see it now on shelves, I'll grab it because I know how good it's going to be. But uh, I was looking for a potential place to maybe go for Saturday with my wife this weekend. Maybe I bring her up to Canada.
0: Well, I think one thing I know from people is what what they love about this brewery is I know a bunch of people that'll go hiking up in the gorge on the Washington side, like people that live in Portland, not just people that live on that side. Right. They live in Portland and they'll drive, you know, out to, you know, Pat Stevenson or out in Carson or something like that. You know, maybe all the way up to, to White Salmon. And they'll do a bunch of day hikes and stuff like that. And then they'll come down and on their way home, they stop at Grains. Why not?
1: It's a great place. I got to get up there. I, I, I'll admit I haven't just because, you know, I, I'm around beer all week and I don't do as many trips as I used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this this beer is worth going up there for. And their food looks amazing, too.
2: And so. he plays metal. And yeah. he's got good food. So
0: huge patio. Great stuff. I know some of the bartenders up there. Uh, I could not, could not recommend it more out in Camas.
2: So there's our beer of the week this week. It is the Grains of Wrath EGA IPA. If you can find it somewhere, it's a really, really quality West Coast IPA to try. It's actually, it's got a little bit of uniqueness to it too, with some of the tropical fruit flavors in there.
1: That pine is just, but the pine yeah. is great. Rocking. I, I don't think anyone could put this out there and use the pine, the malt, all that stuff together and, and pull it off quite so seamlessly. I think you, I mean it the marriage of those flavors just works out perfectly. I know. It's
0: almost like even though Southwest Washington, you know, which we're going to talk a little bit next week yes. about um, is, is a budding, growing community. It's yeah. almost like us Portland kids. Have, Beer without have, borders. Yeah. <laughs> us, us Portland kids have almost adopted Mike. Like yeah. Mike was at uh, uh, the OBAs the other day, and we saw him at the after party and stuff like that. Because even though he's in Southwest Washington, he is working really hard to put Southwest Washington on the map, I mean, brother, you're still part of us. Yeah, yeah. We, we claim you. Yeah, we claim in you. In the dude. draft, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First pick in the draft, we take you, Mike. Right.
2: And with the special extra pick in the first round, Mike Hunsaker goes to Portland. Yeah. What? <laughs> Everyone at Southwest Washington's like, hey, oh, hey, hey he's ours. It. What are you doing? What are you doing? So there's our beer of the week this week. Again, it is the Grains of Wrath EGA IPA. Like Patrick alluded to there, next week we are going to be doing our next podcast takeover at Lewitt in Vancouver. Uh, I went there for the first time with Patrick on Super Bowl Sunday before he went to the party. Cool little spot. Had some good beers there as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll be doing that next week. And then that was, we we promised a month and a half ago all of the episodes. Yeah. And we have fulfilled all of the episodes.
0: I know. Watch Lewitt cancel on us next week. (laughs)
2: We have fulfilled <laughs> all of the episodes. PMA, positive mental attitude. Okay, it's right. going to happen Or it will be back at Bridgetown Beer House next <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put all these, these this positive mental energy out there because the last few locations have canceled on us last second. So we'll be gonna good. Work out. I believe in it. We're going to go to Lewitt next week, and then after that, we got some open spots. We want to talk about beer branding slash uh, beer naming. Those were two mm-hmm. different ones we, we had. We kind of just thought of in the last couple of months that we're going to talk about. Uh, we got more styles to get to because we haven't done a style in a little while now. The music scene. Yep, music. I also got a suggestion from a listener who has his own personal smoker, uh, barbecue, and beer combined. Ooh. So, I'm uh, down to get into some food and beer. I want to do that as well at some point coming up in the next few months. But thank you so much for listening. Again, at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter is me, Patrick at 85 on Instagram, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Attending to the Fan, and radio.com where you can find it. We love you all for listening. Subscribe, rate, comment, and we'll see you next week.